1: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hi Cobblers fans, Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, it's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament. It would be great, the Community Trust runs this, and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved. Basically, you go green for your team with the Planet League. For every action you take, you score goals for your favourite football club. This is the place where top Premier League sides can be humbled by National League teams, where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory. It's down to the fans. The more you do, the more you help your club. All you need to do, dead easy to sign up, go to planetleague.co.uk, sign up, it's all free of course, pop in the fact that you're a Cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck. Have fun with it. Honestly, Show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it at cobblers to me. It'll be great fun. PlanetLeague.co.uk. Go get signed up now. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup. And Northampton three! Yeah!
2: Yeah!
1: And to the... Hello, welcome to the home of Northampton Town Fan content. I'm Charles Commons and this is It's All Cobblers To Me. Alongside me today, his McMuffin of choice is sausage and egg. And one day he hopes to have a beard as luxurious as Jordan Turnbull's. It's Danny Brothers!
0: Hey! I Hello. do... Yes. Sausage and egg is my McMuffin of choice. Absolutely. And it's the only choice as far as I'm concerned. Um, one day, I'd love to have some stuck in a beard as luxurious as just Jordan Turnbull's. But uh, I think that one's a little bit too too far a stretch. Uh, there will never be another beard as luxurious as Jordan Turnbull's.
1: Ah, indeed, indeed. And don't you ever dare suggest that Watch It is an imaginary land full of seagulls and tractors. No, no, no. It's Chesie Coleman.
2: Uh, I'll have you know that we've got the ancient mariner and Yankee Jack, Charles Cummins.
1: (laughs) Yankee Jack. Yankee Yankee Jack. Jack, I've not heard of that one.
2: Famous Yankee Jack.
1: You're going to have to make me understand.
0: And and, uh, what's his face? The the goose? Derek the goose. Oh, yeah,
2: Derek the goose, who who featured on BBC Radio 2 last week because, bless her, Derek passed away. She was savaged by a fox in the night, we believe. And she's oh, no. got
0: <laughs> more of that later
2: <laughs> she's got she's got her own um she's got her own statue now been unveiled in Watch That's it, which featured on BBC radio 2. but Netflix. Yankee Jack very famous man, he was famous for setting sail from Watch it. He was a sea shanty man <laughs> oh. and um he he set sail from Watch it, but then he went off to the American Civil War and he has a special st- statue of himself on the esplanade. And yeah, so that's, it. That, yeah, exciting news for everyone involved.
1: A great word, yes, esplanade. It I can't, even say it can't say it, but it's a great no. word, Daddy. Uh, yes, we're here to give the fans perspective on the goings-on at Northampton Town. So let's get stuck in with our League Two encounter down in East London against Leighton Orient, shall we? Yes. Um, both sides started the day in second and third, respectively. And that is where they stayed come 5pm, thanks to a stalemate a nil-nil, a bore draw, if you will. Uh, what did you make of it, Chessie? Was it a fair result, did you think? Did you go?
2: No, I didn't.
1: You didn't. Leighton on you missed a trip to I the capital.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a touchy subject, so let's avoid it. Oh, okay, one. let's move on straight away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was it anything, uh, you know, cake-worthy?
2: Cake-worthy?
1: Just going by your dad's uh, love of half a cake yeah half an entire cake yeah (laughs) no uh,
2: nothing to do with that uh but no I didn't go I actually went and supported a local non-league team and they spent their half time with inflatable apples to the Wurzels which was you know great fun so more of that later I'm sure okay but yeah I've watched the highlights and um I think we were good I think the result was probably fair but I also think that we will be much happier with it than Orient will be because I think if you're playing pretty much an entire half with 10 men against you, mm. you're looking to get a result. Actually, fair play to Wellens as well because he came out and said it ruined the game. Well, it did. Um, And actually, it's really refreshing to hear that from an opposing manager. And it just shows actually when managers actually have a quality squad that they actually speak with some integrity, really, which was quite nice. Uh, I do think that we we desperately needed a good result. And when you look at it on paper, a nil-nil against Slayton Orient looks pretty unattractive. But actually, on the surface, taking everything into account from the game, that was really important. And off the back of two dreadful results, it was also really important.
1: Yeah, I mean, before the game, Danny, you... I think you'd have taken that point, wouldn't you?
0: Oh, I'd take that with 11, yeah. Take a take a draw away at a, a team in the top three uh, any day of the week, even Sunday. Even Sunday. Even oh, Sunday. I what about that, Wednesday? But... Yeah, a Wednesday yeah,
2: Wednesday. Get that,
0: get that in there on Wednesday, a little okay. little draw. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think almost as important as the performance, though, from my yeah. point of view. The yeah. performance of the last couple of games, the Walsall in particular, was dreadful i don't think salford was quite as bad as we thought, huh, was a lot people thought. I, I watched it back i watched the game back afterwards um but i think we needed a performance we needed a bit of a statement of intent we started off really well i think straight from kickoff we just got the ball yes. off them yeah <laughs> so yes, set, set the is. tone straight away koiki had a chance early yeah, on and the we
1: king. Sh- we- Yes. I didn't realise how early in the game that actually was. Oh yeah, it was I mean, right like, at the start, yeah. Yeah, I've watched it back this afternoon and I I knew that it had happened because I think I saw it um, either you... on Twitter, highlights, sort of package or somewhere. I, I definitely had seen it just as that on its own for some reason. And um, I, I didn't realise it was within like the first three minutes of the game. Yeah. and. It, it just kind of happened. And I thought, oh, here we go. This is a really good start. And had I not known what the result was, I think I would have been <laughs> like proper up for it, you know, <laughs> at that moment and really been like, oh, this is going to be a good game for us.
0: Yeah. It, it, started, it the first half an hour, I'd say. Like we were completely on top. We set the tone for the game from the mm-hmm. start. And that surprised me a little bit because I just think going away to a team who's in the top three with you, they're going to try and dictate the pace of the game but I thought we did that from the start I think they looked a little bit nervous of us for the first half an hour Um, we were really creating stuff they couldn't have complained if we'd gone in a goal up at half time I don't think making a fair few chances and obviously the red card will come on too but I thought for us to go there after these two performances that has just happened I think it's really important to put in that performance I think even if we let it slip late on we'd be sitting here probably thinking actually we did all right there's not as much to be worried about as we thought potentially mm. and i think we needed it we definitely needed the point as well because i think it just stops that little run of defeats doesn't it? and yeah, gets us back onto an even keel a little bit tuesday night's not going to matter at all to that but but going into stevenage away next week come out of these two games with a couple of points i think we will we'll be well set and kick on
1: yeah absolutely and i think if we if we just stick with the first half in 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 solo for the moment mm. um if you're going to be critical which I'm going to be. <laughs> I think you'd say that we really should have taken one of those chances in in that first period. The the koiki one was a bit of a sitter. I think. Yeah, I think someone else on that we needed, didn't we? Yeah, I think if it had been like a Bowie or or, or somebody Pinnock. Pinnock, yeah, then then maybe it would have been more likely to go in. That's no disrespect, but Ali's only goal for us was. Uh, in the playoffs, wasn't it, last season? Um, and he has a few of those, doesn't he? And he never quite gets it on target, I've noticed. No, needs a deflection. Yeah, yeah, need, yeah, it does. I
2: wouldn't also um, kind of expect it, like you say. I think it needed a different type of player on the end of it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I think it probably, I mean, I, th- I honestly believe if we'd have taken the lead, we'd have, we'd have just run with it,
1: personally. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, good to see him up there, though. Eh? Corky, yeah, exactly he, he hasn't right, really yeah. been doing that the last, couple of, the last few games, actually, I don't think. Koiki's not been getting up as much. So to see him, again, going away to, the, to a top three team and, and really setting the, the pace of it and getting Koiki up there in that position, that's that's good to see. Well, he's yeah, probably a bit knackered
2: with all the workload he's got, being the monarchy, you know? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't really
1: oh, I love it. No, that, that first, I'm going to say the first 15 minutes especially, because I, I don't think Orient were really in it. Um, at all for those first 15 minutes. As you say, Danny, we, we really set the tone of the game by winning the ball back immediately from their kickoff, and I, I just thought that we had a few chances that I know I am being critical and I'm sure this is exactly what you know Brady and the rest of his coaching staff will be saying, is that we really need to try and start putting some of those chances away and just be more clinical up front in front of goal. Because if we had done in this game against Orient, I mean, we could have potentially been 2-0 up within the first half an hour. Um, I don't think that's unfair to say. And had we gone in at half-time 2-0 up, then then maybe it would have been a, a different game. Like Like you said, Jeffy, I wonder whether we'd have actually then gone on a, you know, a bit of a rampage as we have done against Orient at Brisbane rampage. Road in a few years uh, in the past. So it's my only criticism of them as a as a unit from this game that I've really got to go on uh, is that, of course, there is a bit of a criticism that we'll come on to, shall we, now, in the fact that we go down to 10 men more or less straight after The second half begins. Ben Fox gets a a straight red card for a tackle uh, in the middle of the pitch as well. And I think he's basically, he's lost the ball himself, hasn't he? And then he's gone to essentially, uh, not necessarily win it back, but to to try and retain possession. He's had to stretch for it, hasn't he? I mean, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter and everywhere else about this, whether it was a red card or not what was your initial reaction danny on seeing it when it happened
0: um seeing it i thought it was really really harsh okay uh, i could i can kind of see a little bit where the ref might be coming from the fact that it's so quick but i think he's he's got his red card out straight away and he's gone that's it he's not he's not thought about it at all it's it's right in front of him and it is it is at a fast pace but i think if you if he's looking at it properly he sees that there's no intention there's no malice in it there's nothing like that it's a booking I think at best it's one footed is you can see the ball's gone it's it's not uh, it's not something that's going to try and cause damage to the opposition and stuff i I just thought it was really really harsh and especially when you look at you look at other games that in on the on our beloved e f l highlight show hmm. and some of the premier League games this weekend and some of the tackles that are yellow cards that have been given as yellows it's it's ridiculous and it's it's so inconsistent again and we we're talking about referees again and there was it wasn't the only one the ref was like awful throughout again on saturday i thought but particularly the red card i thought it was really really harsh and, and it did ruin the game completely because it was a really really good game up until that point when and then it it became a completely different one afterwards where mentality is completely different and you know not that you shouldn't give red cards because you fear ruining the game but it's it just did it wasn't it wasn't a red card Okay. So, can get, get him I, out. Can,
2: can I counter this slightly? Yes. Not counter, counter it, but kind of. I I'm seeing it with slightly different eyes mm. because I've really thought about it and thought about how I can articulate my feelings about it. Now, I think it's important to highlight the fact that we do have the same conversation most weeks, actually, about the standard of refereeing, and I think that's a separate issue mm-hmm. to this at the moment because I think. Until there's a reform within refereeing, that is never going to change. The key thing for me is the reaction of the Leighton Orient player and players, actually. Okay. And I think that's quite pivotal. And I think we really need to highlight the it, what reaction does. Because if you look at all of those players, nobody's asking for it. And it comes as a, it's everyone's shell shocked when it happens because we're like, what, what, what on earth has just happened there? Because it was quite clear that Leighton Orient weren't go, didn't want the red card, because the players just gone all right and just got back up, you know, and he's he's not even thought about it. So that train of thought hasn't e- even entered that player's mind at all. So that's for me the pivotal thing, because if it's a red card, or or it's a bad tackle. It, you tend to get the opposition absolutely flying at the ref, by the way, which is wrong. But because that didn't happen, that for me makes it even more obvious that that it was just, you know, a yellow card and okay. there was nothing more to it, really. At That's ti- my personal
1: thought. Okay, at the time that it happened and I, the first time I saw it, I didn't think it was a red card okay and when it was when the game was going on so i was on uh, i was doing a stint on uh, the radio so i i wasn't able to watch the game at the time it was going on but i was able to watch twitter and see what was going on in the games and we had lots of people fans um pundits all of them saying you know that it wasn't a red card i think Jake Sharp or or James Hennigan said that it was never a red card. You know, it's the worst decision that they've they've seen all season, et cetera, et cetera. And that formed an opinion in my mind straight away that when I was going to go and when I then went and saw the actual incident, I was like in full agreement. Yeah, no, it's not a red card. That's ridiculous. What a terrible decision, yada, yada, yada. However... Having watched the game back now in full and having watched that particular, uh, you know, highlight, if you like, that, that little section where the red card and the tackle happens, I can't see how, or rather I can see why the referee's given a red. And for me, there was, there was a lot of talk on, you know, between fans afterwards about how we've got to appeal it, I don't think that we'll get anywhere close to winning an appeal. I don't think we will either. Because, and and you just have to look on social media because there there are some fans, Cobblers fans, who have argued back against those saying it definitely isn't the red card by saying, well, I think it. it it was and and, you know he's right right to get sent off etc and I think just by looking at at that the fact that there isn't a 100 percent consensus shows that the reason why we wouldn't win an appeal but that's by the by do we
0: sorry to jump in do we is it like I don't know if it's still like football manager and this is not the best thing to bring. <laughs> <to pick. laughs> but do you, if you appeal, do you get longer? Like an
2: extra yeah. game uh, you Bayo appeal. did. You like we did it for Bayo, didn't we? And he yeah, got A free frivolous,
1: frivolous yeah. appeal. Yeah. You can have frivolous an
0: A frivolous appeal. What a name for it.
1: Yeah, an extra. An extra uh, I don't think it's frivolous ban. though,
0: surely. Is no, it I don't have think to be is. frivolous or this any appeal just ending?
1: No, I think it has to be a frivolous. I have to be a deem it frivolous, i.e. you're wasting our time.
0: Question, Charles. Yeah. I've got so many questions. Okay. Is there a frivolous panel and who is on it?
1: <laughs> I do not know. I'm um, really hoping Peter, Peter
0: Walton it. must be on it.
1: I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to know who would be on the on the panel, but I don't. I, I'm presuming yeah. that it goes to a panel. I, I think it, this is off the top of my head, but I've got a feeling that the, the disciplinary panel includes former players ref and referees. I don't, I don't know that for certain. I certainly don't know names of who would be on the panels, but I do think it does. Jeff include, Winter, <laughs> but I do think it does include former players or a former player. Um, but then again, I could be getting that mixed up with the uh, Player of the Month award. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but going back to whether or not it was a red card, no. Nope. I was looking at it and I just <laughs> thought, right. He loses control of the ball, and then he's stretching. And and in fact, I wouldn't say he's stretching. I'd say he's lunging. No, it's not a lunge to get the ball and to basically what he's trying to do. I, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to toe poke the ball forward. He's got no. You know, he's not. He knows full well that he's not going to be able to regain control of the ball. You know, he's not going to be able to put his foot on the ball, turn, make a pass. He is going to have to stretch to toe poke that ball further forward to get it away from the player that is coming in for the 50-50 and and hopefully to to pass it on to a player that is further in front of him, hopefully in uh, the chocolate and blue of our third strip. However, he does lunge and he does leave the ground in order to do that lunge with both feet. So, both feet leave the ground. Admittedly, you know, it is only one one foot that goes forward, one leg that is in front and is stretched out, the other one is bent behind him or underneath him. But he does then, yes, he gets the ball, but he does then get the player as well. And unfortunately, I that that's why I think I think it's a harsh red card. I think realistically it should only really be a yellow card. However, he's given a red. And I can understand why. And I looked into it as to why, you know, what would account for it. And I, I was, because, you know, there were lots of people. We asked a couple of uh, qualified referees that are in our Patreon Slack group, Ryan and and Matt. Um, they both said, no, it's not. It's not a red card. It's not a red card. And I just thought, I'm just going to look at the laws of the game. So... Do you not believe the slackers, Charles? It's not that I don't believe them. <laughs> it's that I want to see what the law says. Charles, law why do you 12. hate Matt Salmons? <laughs> law 12. <laughs> Um, uh, is Fouls and Misconduct. Section 3 is Disciplinary Action, okay? Okay. And Serious Foul Play, that is what Ben Fox was sent off for. That is what came up on the Sky Sports Vidi printer that I was watching at the time. Um, Serious Foul Play is a tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality, must be sanctioned as Serious Foul Play. Any player who lunges at an opponent in challenging for the ball from the front, from the side or from behind using one or both legs with excessive force or endangers the safety of an opponent is guilty of serious foul play. Now, I'm not saying that therefore it's a red card and he was, you know, going in and, and, you know, with intent, with excessive force. But I think he. I think the referee has interpreted what he does by lunging for the ball, for then catching the Leighton Orient player on. I think it's probably the top of his foot. He's deemed that to be endangering the safety of his opponent, and that's why he's given the red card. And that is why I think that it won't get overturned.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's all about, like the word they use deemed. That, that's and that's the issue. Mm-hmm. That's what he deems. Yes. The, the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And l- looking at what you just said, the tackle challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent, I don't think he did that. Uses excessive force, arguably, I don't think he did that. I wouldn't say it's brutality. I wouldn't say... Right, he's lunged a little bit in challenging for the ball, he fair he enough. can't
1: lunge a little bit. He either yes, lunges
0: or he doesn't. No, I said it was a half-lunch. half, <laughs> half <lunch. laughs> um, Excessive force, I'd argue it wasn't massively excessive force. I think excessive force is something that's above and beyond what you'd usually do for a tackle. What you usually use for a tackle is excessive, and I don't think it was excessive. And I don't think it endangered the safety of an opponent at all. So, so there.
1: That's oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to come back to was what Jeffy said. Um. About the reaction of the Orient players, and how, and I, I agree. By the way, I agree that normally you can tell by the reaction of the opposition as to how uh, bad a challenge really is. Right? I don't think that there is a reaction from the latent Orient players because of the fact that the referee is straight there with his red card out. There is no, there is no second thought about the fact that he's sending Ben Fox off. It is just red card. It's out, it's gone, it's done. See you later. And therefore the Orient players don't really need to react. In a way, the referee by giving the red card potentially, and obviously I can't prove this because, you know, <laughs> we'd have to have a time machine and get him to do it differently. But if he'd not given the red card straight away, he's put or by giving it straight away, he's potentially diffused a situation where the players, you know, from Leighton Orient's side, you know, start pushing, shoving, you know, and, and, and starts a little bit of handbags, potentially. And the that that's for me, that's why I I yes, okay, normally You can tell a lot by the way that the opposition react. But in this instance they they don't really have anything more to react to. The punishment has been given. They won't get any further punishment or Ben Fox won't get any further punishment if they start having a pop and having a go. So I don't really it's not that I don't buy that argument I just don't see how that argument fits in with this particular instance. And as much as you know, I, I think it's harsh for him to get a red. I do think it was probably borderline yellow to red and the referees made the decision. He's the one that's deemed it to be a red card. I I think we just have to accept the fact that it was a red and then deal with it. We've lost Ben Fox for three games now. There's no way that we're, we're winning an appeal on that. Not... By going and looking at what it says in the laws of the game, which is what they'll deem it against, they'll they'll put that against the laws of the game, and they'll say, "Well, the referee's interpretation is that he's lunged at the opponent in and, and challenging for the ball." And so you've got to, you've got to do a
0: little lunge to challenge for the ball every time, surely. No, surely you can't do a tackle without lunging a little of bit. If it's a, I, of course you can. I would you say, say show me, but it's a podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I, you have some, I, some kind I think of we should. I think it's needed,
2: isn't it? For, yeah. Like when you when you do go in for a tackle, look at Shaun McWilliams. He's very precise, isn't he? he very rarely mm. gets it wrong. Um, but there is there's force in it, but it's measured and it's sensible. But but he often isn't going at such a speed as Fox was. That's yeah. essentially the issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, you've got two players that are going at pace to try and win that ball. Fox gets there first. But these days, it doesn't matter whether you win the ball or not. I mean, we can argue about that all day long. But right now, you know, if you get the ball, it, it doesn't matter. If you follow through and you catch the player, <laughs> then then you're giving the referee a decision to make, aren't you? And in this case, he's given the decision. Um, and that, for me, is that's why I look at it and go, I I can understand why he's given the red card. And that's why I don't think it will get rescinded uh, on appeal. So I I really, I genuinely wouldn't bother appealing it if I was a college. I really wouldn't. I want an appeal. What for though? What reason? So he does, so he's not banned anymore. Yeah, but he will be banned and he might get a fourth one. Yeah, but they can rescind it, can't they? Well, they can rescind. Yeah, but they're not going to, I don't think based on the evidence.
0: Don't take a shot. You don't have a goal, Charles,
1: well, yeah, but have a goal. Let's score a goal. There's an extra risk here, isn't there, that he does oh. get that frivolous fourth fourth <laughs> game. <back. laughs>
0: the frivolous fourth. You
1: never know. You never know. <laughs> anyway, um, obviously, is another consequence of of Foxy getting a, mm. an early bath. Uh, John Brady got his fourth booking of the season, uh, and he's now suspended for our next game. Now, I don't know whether that means that he's suspended for Tuesday night's game against Arsenal under twenty ones or whatever they are in the pizza cup, or whether it means that he doesn't, that that gets ignored and it's carried over and Stevenage is the game, that he won't be allowed on the touchline. I don't know that for sure. Um, But we've had a question into the post bag uh, from Phil Kirby who asks, where do we draw the line with Brady's sideline passion? He's now suspended for his mouth towards referees. If this was a player getting bookings for dissent, we'd be telling the manager to calm him down. So who tells Brady and do you think it will have a negative impact in our next game? Um,
2: It's a fine line, I think, ultimately. I mean, the obvious answer is improve the refereeing standards and then referees will not get so animated, but that's far easier said than done. Uh, I personally don't want to see his passion dissipated Mm -hmm. and I really would not want any other manager than I've than Brady, because I think he's fantastic and he feels very passionately about our football club. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to go away. And that's really, really important. And he said it didn't he in his post match, you know, I'm not the right man for this job if I'm not being passionate about the fact that my player's been sent off when he yeah. believes he shouldn't have been. And and if I ag- I agree with that. If he didn't defend
1: that. his players, then he was the yeah. wrong man for the job, is what he said. I think. Yeah, and I
2: yeah, agree with right. that. I do mm. agree with that. I think I think it's important that we we have those outlines of respect for the referee and managers also having the respect for the referee because that often did actually get a bit lost. But I do think ultimately that the FA need to be looking at themselves here, and they need to be looking at the standards of refereeing, and they need to be dealing with that because this is now a continuous thing that's happening with managers, and it all stems back to one thing.
1: Okay, I see. I can. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. However, um, I was watching Liverpool v Man City on Sunday. Evening, I don't know Me if too. either of you saw it. Jurgen Klopp got a straight red card oh, yeah. for berating the linesman. Oh, he now he properly went down for, the line. Yeah, didn't he, he yeah. went yeah. for the linesman, didn't he? To really have a pop at him. So you cannot do that. That is disrespectful. That's out of order, and it isn't the same as what John Brady has done. Okay, but you can't do that. And it's another example where with with John Brady, and I'm, I agree with you, Chesley. I don't want him to lose his passion. But there is a line, isn't there, between passion and then disrespect towards another human being?
2: Yeah, I I do. And I also think as well that there's kids watching, particularly with the clock thing. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm referring to not what Brady did. I'm thinking of the clock thing. There's kids watching and we we need to be role models. And I think that, that goes for both managers and players, but also people in the stands as well. I think that's very important. But I think that we need to tackle the problem at its stem. Like, so where is this stemming from? And and actually it's stemming from brewed up frustration for everybody. Everybody is sick and tired of the same thing over and over and over again, in the fact that referees are frankly incompetent. Now I went to a non league match where it was a county referee, and I can tell you now that it's the best referee performance I've seen this season. And that's the problem. Wow. You know, it's when we're, we're pulling from a pool of people, we're not actually looking at the standard of refereeing at all. Go out into these counties and have a look at these referees and the ones that are really good and bring them up and get get them playing just because they haven't got some ridiculous badge and done this, that and the other course. Get them in if they can referee again. If it's a parent on the side of a grassroots game that's a better referee and a referee in League 2, well, swap them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who referees them. <laughs> okay. I don't care, but let's referee it properly.
0: Okay, Trevor Kettle down the rack. <laughs> okay, okay. He is them to but the thing
2: is, the thing, it goes for anything in life, doesn't it? If you're not very good at your job, then you are told you're not very good and you're told to improve. Referees are time and time again terrible at their job and they're not being told to improve.
1: So They're there there also just I think,
2: I
0: think, yeah. here. I think John Brady I, I, might have told him to improve in some words.
1: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> yeah, there is that, but also to defend them. I don't think the referees at our level are given the right amount of training and and, and support that they need to be able to be, the, you know, what they need to be. Yeah, I agree you know, with as good that as, as well. But that, I, 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 that. I think that is moved. We've moved away from the actual point. Mm -hmm. So the actual point is: John Brady is now suspended for. Let's. I'm going to presume here that the Pizza Cup doesn't count. Yeah. Um. And it will be Stevenage, which I've got theory. That is a huge game against a manager who is a big mouth on that touchline, who is now going to be in the referee's ear, and he's not going to have. I'm not being funny, but there's no way Colin Calderwood is going to get. Shirty with the referee it's all right mort's will deal with it <laughs> that would be great but i do i i get phil's point here that this potentially is costing us now having our manager in the stand rather than down on the touchline where he wants to be and um, i love i love his passion mm. i do not want his passion to go away i want him to direct that passion in the right places
2: i think like, though on the flip side of that is that we have a management team and they should and are all as good as each other in their own right and they should be able to manage those players and actually frankly charles you know the players should be able to manage that themselves as well
1: yeah yeah, I, 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 yeah. they're
2: footballers they should, they should they should know what they're doing
1: yeah, so John Brady should know what he's doing by making sure he doesn't gob off nah. at referees to get a yellow card. Oh, no. I think that's right. uh, how many times have we sat here and
0: not here, uh, <laughs> but how many times have we sat here and, and said Oh the, no, we've had manager have just showing no emotions at all and just been like yeah, absolutely arms right. folded or in the dugout. Hi Gary Johnson. Um <laughs> just just stood there showing no emotion at all. Tackle goes in, they don't get up for it, a referee just goes against us, they don't respond or react. We've got a manager in charge now who's showing as much passion as them thousand two hundred fans in the on the other side of the pitch. That's what that's what we need, I think. That's what we wanted. That's what we begged for for so long. And I don't yeah, and I get Phil's point in this question, but I think one or two two games here and there out is not the worst thing if it's gonna be a, a manager who's who's at the end of the day, if we do end up going up, it's gonna feel so much more. It's going also, to, we're going to all feel it so much more yeah. because we know how much he cares about it. We know how much they all care about it. And yeah, big game um, next week. But I think like like Jeffy said, it's like uh, the management team, it should, they should be prepared at least. It's just a, the little tweaks in the game that might be a little bit
1: no, um, I mean, I mean, the, he's, he's going ha- to have a phone isn't he he's going to be able <laughs> to speak to the bench I, I know that but if Stephen is not a massive ground he can probably shout down <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, right. down. yeah. <laughs> I, I just it, it's that thing I and I, I, I completely agree I love John Brady's passion you're right it, it does feel so much more that you know what happened at the end of last season felt so much more because I knew John Brady felt exactly the same way that I did But I can't help but feel like there's still a line and he's gone across it. And he's gone across it four times now this season. I don't want him to sit on his hands and and to not turn around and and, and demand that, you know, or or to speak his mind and say, I think you've got that wrong. But he's only getting a yellow card because of the fact that he's going past the line. He's getting... you know, the official line will be he's getting a yellow card for basically not following the respect campaign. I
2: agree with what you've just said. However, it's so much more fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. It is more fun. Case closed. Right. Done. Finished. <laughs> um, after the red card, then, Danny, obviously there's, there's pretty much the whole of the second half left to go. Pretty impressed, though, with how resilient the cobblers were um, really good shape and organization from the team from that point on. And Louis Appare, Kieran Bowie, absolutely worked their socks off. And and we uh, John Brady didn't want to single anybody out, did he? Either in the post match It's probably mm. not fair to have singled out those two. They they were the first two that come to mind epitomised the performance of the whole ten uh, players that were left on the team uh, left on the on the pitch at that point.
0: Yeah, it almost felt like a win by the end, just because of how much effort we put in and how much fight and determination we put into to go into it. I think the thing that impressed me much, the most was how quickly we set ourselves up, how quickly we shifted into ten man gear, into that formation, into how, how our shape was and everything like that, and the shape just kept for the entire game. And that's again a big tick in John Brady and Colin Calderwood and Rico's book: the fact that it didn't take a lot it didn't take a massive huddle to think oh like what are we going to do now kind of thing and everybody knew exactly what they were doing when they gone down to 10 men we we knew how what the shape was we knew who was playing where everyone knew their jobs and like we could even have nicked it as well which is which would have been incredible but i just think that's a really impressive thing to do that's that's a sign of a good team that we've actually gone out there and um, and put in a real real shift and not not just scrapped it and hoofed it and and all that kind of thing we actually do try and still great chances but first and foremost to, to go toe to toe with 11 men from a team that's right up there with you that's
1: a that's a, that's a massive thing yeah absolutely i agree uh, after every game by the way um, we asked for your three word review over on twitter and it's been going down rather well so i thought it'd be fun to choose one each week as it's kind of our review of the week if you like uh, a bit like how magazines do letters of the week um there are always lots to choose from and this week understandably a lot of them centered around the performance of the referee uh, an honorable mention goes to lee Mackey for his rather on point no goal scored <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoyed it i enjoyed it to the point uh, exactly right Does to the what it point. says on the tin But my favourite this week was from Carl Scott, who went for great battling display. I, I thought that summed it up quite well for the Cobblers. I I wanted to try and just keep it for the first one that we talked about, keep it full on Cobblers related and and not mention referees, um, which I I think Carl does rather well with that one. Uh, Make sure to follow us at at Cobblers to me on Twitter for you to join in after the full time whistle of every single Cobblers game. On to Stevenage uh, on Saturday then. We'll, we'll ignore the Pizza Cup because I've got a feeling John Brady's going to ignore it as well. Yeah, uh, can you please not can <laughs> play you just sit out with
2: anyone that will start next Saturday?
0: I think they they have to, though? he has to play a certain He's, amount. Cause last yeah, time he started let, some, didn't he? then oh no, <laughs> just it, brought him yeah. Yeah. off after five one, minutes. He started eppier
1: didn't he? And then brought him yeah. off after 20 oh. minutes. I've got a feeling we're going to see... Azamagazza, Aaron McGowan, hopefully yes. will be back on hey. the pitch, which will oh, be a Sean really good... Oh, Sean will be happy. Sean McWilliams will probably little, get a bit more time, I'd suggest. Little. Um, little. Little. Well, he wasn't, little Johnny. he wasn't... on the He wasn't on the bench, was he, on Saturday against I Dorian? Where was so he, has he, he succumbed stuck? to the illness? Oh, maybe. Now, does that mean that Lee Burge has... We've got to now apparently scream at the top of our lungs. Um, does that mean he stays in or do we get um, the, the youngster in? Daddy. Yeah. Dadgy.
2: Can I don't know.
1: That be get interesting. Dadgy in there. I yeah, mean,
0: if, if, um, it's if little Johnny Max does ill, then we can't go throw in Lee Burger just in case, surely. <laughs> it's
1: well, I, I yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, no, that's just stupid. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, hmm. Sorry, but, I, I made my yeah, feelings
2: quite clear there without no staggy in there, yeah,
1: Charles. In there. No, 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 absolutely. I, I've got no issue with that. I'm just, um, yeah, I was just, I was going to say something that I know that I will regret. regret um, which hey, is, say it, Charles. No, say I'm it. Not, no, I'm not going to say it because I don't, it, if I say it, it might come true. Oh, no, don't say it. I know what so, you're going to exactly. say. Yeah. So there I'm you go. Sure. So, yeah, anyway, Stevenage on Saturday, another big game. They're obviously top. They only managed a draw, and that was against Gillingham.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but away from home for them again. So it's going to be a tough, tough game. Uh, Preview show will be out on Friday. Can't wait for that. Uh, Stevenage fan, uh, Matt, Matt Farley, or Matt from Stevenage, uh, we love to call him, uh, one of our favourite guests that we've ever had on the pod. Uh, We'll be chatting uh, to Danny about that game. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to that. Um, Moving on. Half term's approaching, guys. Mm-hmm. Jeffy, you'll be looking forward to that as a teacher, of course. Danny and I, not so much, because that means we have to spend time with our kids. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> You're it. And parents' evenings have been taking place at the moment. Uh, I went to Amelia's last week. It was really good. Uh, and I thought it would be a really good time to take stock of the start to the season that the Cobblers have had and ask you for your report cards. Ooh. Now. As Danny and I are both a bit old, uh, I'm going with the lettered gradings that we both received at GCSE I, and I did A. As well. Oh, so did you, Jeffy. Yeah, but you're <laughs> yeah. not I didn't I didn't want to put you in the bit old category.
2: Well I'm so not I young. Was being nice. Hello.
1: <laughs> Justin, not you do O levels. No, I did not do <laughs> O levels, you cheeky bastard who is already thirty eight and I'm still <laughs> a, a a whippersnapper at thirty seven. Uh so Danny, because of that, let's start with you. What grade are you giving the cobblers and why?
0: On the on the old school grading system. On the old um,
1: yeah, A to A to oh, X, I, whatever it was.
0: I'm happy. I'm going A minus, I think. I'm a just, minus? Just
1: a little, little A minus, yeah. Oh. I'm well happy with that. Now, you see. Have well, we got, got 27 points? Very quick question. Very yeah. quick question. A minus and B plus. I, yeah. I would say that B plus sounds better. No. No. No, no, because no, you've got <laughs> A in there. Yeah, but you've then, you've then given it a negative by yeah, minusing but- it. So it's not quite an A. It's a minus of an A. Yeah, but it's better than a plus of a B. All right, then fair enough. Carry on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, minor study. Yeah.
1: Twenty-seven points.
0: Yeah. Loving that. Um, little bit of a uh, <laughs> of a glitch in the pizza cup, but we'll we'll, we'll flag over count, that. That doesn't count,
2: Danny. You're not allowed well, to um, do that towards your grade. That's like a mock test. Come that, on now. Ooh,
0: like if we, if we put it into um, parent-teacher meeting uh, mode. Mm-hmm. So, um, could do better in the pizza cup. You know, every every now and then. Little bit disruptive in class. Okay, go a little all over the place, but but mainly doing nice. Yeah, little Sam Hoskins.
1: Oh, Sam Hoskins. To, if we talking to, star, yeah,
0: if we're talking to his um, guardians, parents, <laughs> we'd be absolutely beaming, wouldn't we?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh,
0: little little Sam has had a oh, had an amazing start to this this year. It's really knocked down, scoring all the goals. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right, right at the front of the class. Right at the front hand, of the class. Hand, hand in hand, the air, hand up every time. time. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Wanting to get involved constantly and then yeah. always always a team player. Celebrates team. celebrates with the whole team every time he gets a question yeah. right and scores yeah. a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeffy?
2: B.
0: A B. Ooh.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah. Just a straight
0: B, not even a plus. Just not
2: even no, a plus. No, just a B. Oh,
1: I'm okay. happy,
2: but – or a <laughs> B. <But laughs> well
1: done.
2: I think Good. there's a few things that need to be ironed out. Clinicalness. Yep. We ain't scoring enough um two we need to sort out these dead performances when we get clubs that do long ball because we tend to match what they do instead of just being confident with play um and just generally just tidying up a little bit in terms of sometimes we can be a bit sloppy with particularly with second ball and and just making sure that we actually retain possession retain possession from a second ball and then do something useful with it um And I think we'll be there. But overall I'm very happy.
1: Yeah. Can I just pick you up on something? Well, you know anyway. Not not scoring enough. Yeah. Top scorers in the division. (laughs) Twenty three goals.
2: No, out of context there, Charles. We're (laughs) not scoring enough for the amount of chances we're getting. We're we're squandering a lot of chances. Okay. Fair enough. Not that we're not scoring (laughs) enough, but scoring enough within context of games. Like we should have been like 3-0 up against Salford mm. and cruising, and we lost.
1: <laughs> that is true. And so yeah, that's okay. my issue. Yeah, I, I've gone for a B+, um, mainly for the same kind of reasons that both of you guys have, have talked about. I mean, being third in League 2 at the moment, we'd have taken that, absolutely. However, I w- the one thing that I will say is that the reason why we therefore get a B because I almost think that I always, I always saw C as being like a, a pass score. I don't know whether you got yeah. It, C yeah? is just like, mm-hmm.
0: you've done what you can. You're, yeah. You've yeah. done enough to pass. And that's that, what you
1: should thing. be getting. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like a six in the old football, mm. um, you know, player rating system. You should get a six yeah. and that's where bit it bit starts. A, yeah.
0: A bit of a Jack Sowerby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. Okay. A bit of a Sorry, Jack, Dumble. if you listen. Uh, yeah. Um, Obviously, I think we're we're better than a C because of the fact that you know we're we're, you know, top scorers in the division. As I said, we've we've had a cracking start. You know, Sam Hoskins has been on fire. That's been really really good. Um, so we've we've got to be better than a C. But there are those little bits, you know, to it. There's definitely room for improvement. You know, the, the games against Doncaster and Salford stick out for me.
2: And also awesome. there.
1: Well, I'd also, you've got to remember the context of those, as John Brady would have us uh, say. Yeah,
2: okay, no I, so The, yeah,
1: the, I the agree. illnesses, the illness going through the squad and stuff like that. I, I'm not, you know, and it's not like we're getting battered in those games that we've lost. No, I agree. Either. I take
2: that. I comment back entirely. Yeah, sorry, so John Brady.
1: <laughs> um, but I, I look at it and I just go. Obviously, you know, an A star would mean we'd be top of the league and we'd be miles clear at this stage, having not lost a game. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we're not we're not there. I don't think we quite warrant an A, Danny. I'll, oh come I'll on. Be honest. I, I want a I want a bit more. I want I want the stuff oh. that I want the little bits that have been annoying to not be there. So the Doncaster result, the Salford result. I, I yeah, want... but if it's if it's perfect, it's a plus, isn't it? Well, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's that. that of course, perfect. it's but gonna be Yeah. I, I'm just. I just don't think it's quite quite an A. Not quite an A. And I think also, you know, we, we lost 2-1 to Wickham in the first round of the League Cup. I'm not... Yeah, I'm uh, not I'd forgotten that about
2: in that, there. if
1: I'm honest. No? I, I, I think it's got to be mentioned. You've yeah. mentioned the Pizza Cup, Danny. Come on.
2: Pizza, pizza Cup yeah. categorically doesn't count. <laughs>
1: and enough. I will
2: I will fight anyone that says it does. <laughs> okay.
1: Fight Fair with time. words, obviously. But though. I think the League Cup should count. I mean, where, where, do you think that... If we go with the football manager analogy, Danny, mm. at the start of the season you get given your targets. What what mm. do you think would have been the target? Second round
0: or? I think yeah, I think at least second round, isn't it? Usually. Yeah.
1: So therefore, you've got to we playing, play- playing, <laughs> playing a team in context.
0: We're playing playing a team the higher division who almost went up the year before.
1: Tony Wickham, come on! Yeah, just... I say it's only Wickham. That's what that's what uh, I, I think. It's one of my co-presenters the on them. Um, uh on, on squad goals said when posh went one nil up and, and then wickham ended up winning three one it was yeah. brilliant i enjoyed it uh but yeah there you go um okay brilliant i, I think that's a decent decent report card to start yeah. the year yeah happy with that yeah i'd
2: I'd like it to end in an A star.
1: Absolutely. Definitely can it end even... in an A star though if we take Danny's roles of it, it's got to be absolutely perfect. No no
0: but on over the season it's that becomes yeah. The boundaries become bigger than they.
1: Yeah. You, and also, by the way, by the way, I can't
0: believe Neil has gone all the way to America just to avoid this conversation. <laughs> yeah.
1: All the way to America How dare he? Right now he'll be flying over. Where was he earlier? Texas. He sent yeah. us a picture. Texas. Yeah. Apparently this is Texas now? He said. Lovely. He might have landed. You're right. Let's have a look. Well, I don't let's, know where. Let's he is. have a look. I don't know why are, I was distracting you, <laughs> you got? Imagine. Have you got flight simulator open? Just Neil just Tracker copying his journey. <laughs> brilliant i love um, it.
2: just can i just add something very minor in but it mm. needs to be mentioned
1: yeah
2: f for bristol rovers
1: yeah <laughs> they smashed <laughs> cheltenham though on saturday i don't they. care that okay happen. okay I, I i'd give them an a star for being crap <laughs> <laughs> uh, right let's go to the postback It's time to read your letters out But things have changed, so listen out If you want to write about Northampton Town You'll need to write this next bit down Just have a rant, or just some fun At podcast at cobblers to me dot com No matter if we lose or win Send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. With Neil in America, or at least hovering above it in an aeroplane as we speak, uh, Danny, would you Mm. mind dipping into his bulging sack of letters, please? Dip into the sack
0: on Neil's behalf. Okay, Ashcob. Has uh, been filling the sack this week. Cool. He says, with six oh six last night dominated by the pronunciation of patatas bravas and jalapenos, are they in a straight head to head with the it's all cobbers to me and you're waffling on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to six oh six anymore, I'll be oh. honest. Oh, no. I'm not not a fan of it since it became the, the Savage and Sutton show.
2: No, nor am I. I think it's I like Robbie Savage, but Chris Sutton. Is very arrogant and very ignorant towards some callers and I don't appreciate it.
1: I oh. uh, appreciate it. But obviously but I also you don't still appreciate
2: listen. the waffle. I have to endure it all the way home. Oh, and they I speak see. to pro- approximately four and a half fans and they all talk about how Man United are ruining their day. Oh my God. <laughs> if, you, if you think Man United are ruining your day, come and come be a Burry fan, you know, <laughs> or like a fan of any club that has had the mm-hmm. diabolical stuff that we've had in leagues in depths of leagues you know you know you you have no idea
1: so can you can you just explain to to me and, and and maybe the people listening who might not listen to 606 what ash Cobb is talking about
2: so basically they're waffling on no pun intended um about the pronunciation of said uh subjects um because basically they like to fill a lot of the time because no one really rings him anymore, which is a I bit of a no. shame for them. Because I, actually, I really like Robbie Savage. I think he's a great man. I've actually met him. He was very very kind, very nice when I met him. Um, he seemed like a very decent human being. And uh, I do like him. But no one really calls in, so they have to kind of fill. So they've got this... They're arguing at the moment about the pron- pronunciation. Um, bless him, Sutton could argue with a paper bag. So that's why there's a big argument going on. Uh, so I think uh, the question really for us is is whether they are... On a par with us and are waffling on. Now we have uh, like a like a an extra layer to this, if you will, mm. because we actually have a waffling subject because of the whole toaster saga that we've got. <laughs> so I mean, actually, we've got one up on them because we're better at waffling. And if you're not putting them in the toaster correctly, then who are you? Um, so yeah, absolutely. And I just think you know, if it's not patatus bravas, you're savage. Savage.
1: Nice. Okay. Brilliant. But yeah. I hope that but shout out to 606
2: because I listened to it all the way home. It's great. I just wish Sutton would actually listen to people a little bit more. Uh, there you go. Did you
0: not phone up 606?
2: This before? is a great story. Would you like to hear it? Yes, mm-hmm. go for it. So I phoned up. Luckily for me, it was when uh, Sutton wasn't on. So I actually, you know, got an actual well, word it? in edgeways. It was Phil Brown oh. who publicly on BBC 606 apologised to me because he was responsible for um, Barrow.
0: Oh, yeah, he was. And so
2: he apologised. But he actually said as well that he felt really sorry for us. And he went into the manager's office at full time and actually apologised to John Brady and the team for what had happened. And he said it was a really terrible thing for football because it shouldn't have happened. So, you know, even more people don't like Bristol Rovers, which can only be a good thing. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I really enjoy listening to Six Oh Six, and I do like Robbie Savage. But I find that Sutton just needs to listen to people a bit more, and also we need to work on pronunciation, folks. (laughs) Patatus bravis.
1: Lovely, Um, Danny. Any more?
0: Yes, um, Ash Cobb again. He's back. He's back. Yeah, he didn't want to ever really went away um dear Neil sorry sorry Ash Cobb, that Neil's not here to answer you directly but uh it says dear Neil can you Charles Danny and Jeffy disclose what your first attended Cobbler's game was and what the standout memory of of it <laughs> was <laughs> mine was the 1-0 victory of a crew in February 1980 and this is the best bit and the performance of unknown crew goalkeeper Bruce Grobelar oh. being the standout memory what <laughs> what, what a time your Be first alive. football match you're going to see the cobblers, and you get Bruce Grubber in goal. Brilliant! Oh, Grubbers, Grubbers! Yeah, so obviously we're gonna to have to get Neil to respond to that next week.
1: I it wasn't. Um, Neil's a nil-nil draw. I seem to remember. He's we have <laughs> we have spoken about this before. I think, and Neil's was a nil-nil draw, if I remember rightly. One of the, Bobby Barnes did a uh, a thing in his school, and they all got oh free yeah, tears. That yeah. Well. yeah, yeah yeah. And it was, i can't remember what the who the opponents were, but yeah, it was a nil-nil draw and very boring. But, but Neil was hooked from <laughs> that moment hooked. on.
0: Yeah, um, mine was a three-three um, a draw against the Tottenham eleven in someone's testimonial. I can't remember whose testimonial it was now. Um, the standout memory, I think, was was probably just the terraces and the the chance and like the 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 sight and the sound of the hotel end and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I had No idea what happened in the game. Obviously, knew the score, but. The, the standout memory is obviously the first time you hear the, the roar and the chants and, and all that stuff. It just sticks with you.
1: Yeah. my I can't remember if this is I, – I don't think it was my first game, but this is the first game that I can remember. Um, we beat Chester 5-0. Oh, yeah. In 96?
0: Yeah, that would have been early 97, I think, wouldn't it? Early
1: 97. Yeah. That's the first one that I remember. And, and you know, the 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 memory is the fact that we scored five times and, yeah. and therefore oh, we were amazing, I thought. And uh, we were obviously going to become champions of, of England in the near future. Um, but yeah, th- that's the first game that I remember. I'm, I, I think I've been to, I was taken to ones before, but yeah, that's the one that stands out in my memory. So that's the one that I will give as being oh, my
0: Oh, 5-1 Charles, sorry.
1: Oh, was it 5-1? Five 5-1. One? Five one, yes. Oh, clearly I was... Was that, the, uh, was that the Matthew Rush game? You see, so this is it. Creative... I do not know because I, I, I can't really remember... That, I'm sure he I, was, I just he, I'm remember sure he it was, being
0: um, a, a big win. It's a big win. and yeah, It was, it was the Matthew Resch Chester. one, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was when Chester. Matthew Resch had just joined on loan and he scored a screamer. Watching it go. out on, YouTube, on, the, on the YouTubes. Oh,
1: I might. You, send me the link and I'll watch it back and reminisce and see if oh, I can remember this. anything from it. Lovely. Oh.
0: Chessie? Lovely. Mm. Is that Dean Peer? I think Dean Peer scored. Oh, no, it's Mark Cooper. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, dear. <laughs> Mine. Hmm. <laughs> My, ladies and gentlemen, was Wembley. But it wasn't Wembley 97. Oh, (laughs) no. It was the
1: year after. Oh, no. That was your first game.
2: It was my first ever game, which basically was Dawn's attempt at getting me out of the house because I was driving her up the wall. (laughs) Um, And Sean's attempt at showing me around London, which backfired as well because he set up a lovely day where we would hit Big Ben at 12. And my five-year-old self said, Daddy, I need the toilet. And I missed Big Ben at strike 12, which he was absolutely aghast at. And then I proceeded. No, proceeded?
1: Yeah, proceeded.
2: Or, or the one after, can't remember. Um, yeah, I, I told him what I said, Daddy, why aren't they singing? on the way home because obviously we'd lost mm. so that was my memory but I also said to him in my five year old brain daddy I can't see the goalpost, but that doesn't really matter does it
0: so I assumed <laughs> that the pitch
2: was the main the main Brilliant. spectacle so my my introduction to the Cobblers wasn't great my second match was against Peterborough at home when we lost 4-0 oh we then proceeded to lose uh, eight for eight years on the trot before I finally saw them win
1: wow there I know. you go there
2: you
1: go. I know. Uh, oh.
0: Late entry, Charles. Into oh, the yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, go for um, it. Heidi has been in touch. Yes, oh. Heidi. Oh, uh, her game too, Ambassador. Hello, Heidi. Hope you're doing well. She's um, asking, who would win in a Jurgen Klopp, John Brady sideline scrap?
2: John Brady, hands down. I'm calling it right now.
0: Ooh. Would he have to have his hands down? Tied a- <laughs> <laughs>
1: actually- behind his back. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think Yeah, I think Brady's got Brady, that little definitely. underdog spirit, in not he? Yeah. Yeah. I think Klopp would come in more Billy B- Big Bollocks. and Sorry, <laughs> Melly. And then Brady would just getting in the little uppercuts, little, little scrappy-do efforts.
2: What you've got to remember as well is that Brady is half of an entity, isn't he, because of Coldwood, right? Well, actually, to be fair, he's the third because you've got Rico as well. But Rico, I think, just likes the entertainment. So you've got to imagine that... Rico Coldwood- would be
1: egging him on.
0: Yeah, yeah Rico's definitely Boy, the one standing outside the circle and he's shouting, right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah,
2: absolutely right. But I reckon Coldwood, despite him being quite a calm and mild mannered man, that's quite, I would, I think, shy from what we know of him, put him in a ring with Jurgen Klopp. And I'm telling you now, Brady and Coldwood are taking him down, hands down.
1: Lovely. I love like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. That's a great, Who was that? Was that Heidi? That
1: Heidi. Heidi,
2: you can have 4,000 Jeffy Stelling Ooh, for that. that was a great I mean, question. Let's go. And Stuck we all know on.
1: what points mean. Hmm. yeah uh, um if electricity. You've got, <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you've got an opinion on the cobblers or a question for us then do send them our way our email is podcast 2 to me.com or you'll find us on social media just search at cobblers to me on either twitter or facebook right okay that's it for this week thank you so much for joining us we'll be back as i said earlier for the preview show on friday with our one of our favourites he really is one of our favourite ever guests on It's All Cobblers to Me it's Matt from Stevenage thanks for listening get more from us at cobblersme.com. we'll see you next time bye bye there's the
0: cup there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages the cobblers are going through into Division 1 bring them on because we deserve it
1: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
2: Sports Social Podcast
1: Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun... For the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2.